Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is 40 going on 14. Welcome to episode 231. This is Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And TV is what we're talking about this week. <laughs> TV! This was a really easy one for a couch gag. <laughs> Although with the cold I've had this week, I was not actually sure I was going to be able to say that. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till we do the movies show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as uh, you may have surmised from the intro, Michael is not with us tonight. It is uh, it is a Sands Michael show. He's in Florida with his family on spring break. Oh, he's retired. <laughs> they're they're partying for spring break. I'm glad he's not dead. The way you said that, <laughs> <laughs> he's no no longer with us. Oh no! Pour out a little podcast for Mike. How do you pour out a podcast? Don't ask questions. <laughs> if you <laughs> like questions, you might find answers. <laughs> With the wonderful shows of the Podcast Collective, such as No Hope for Humanity, Joel's Own Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, The Dog and Deuce Show, and of course, The Red Dead Radio Hour. Red Dead! <laughs> and as always, you can find our archives on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, and Podverse.fm and NoonFM.com. You can also listen to us at 12 noon on Saturdays in our time slot on Geek Life Radio. And if you want to give us a call, give us some listener feedback, you can give us that call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Do we have any voicemails, emails, any kind of contact? I'm any- glad you asked. We do not. I'm mostly Whew. glad you asked because otherwise I'd have to ask myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> Voicemail line. Oh, one less thing to worry about. <laughs> wow. That was fairly... I hope we don't have any. <laughs> well, for it's all practical purposes, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. If we do, then we will use them next week. Sorry, no, folks. No, we don't. I just checked. Oh. Thanks, Google. You're Thank you, Stephanie. Whoa. This is my Google voice. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that is a clear sign that it's about that time. Oh, it is definitely about that time. It is definitely time. This week in music, movies, and TV. And sports. And we have picked for the uh, the week for this week in June 12th, 2009. That was the final day that all television broadcasts in the United States switched from analog signals to Digital signals. And a whole lot of old people were very confused. 
Yeah, despite the fact that we're putting it on the TV, like warning it was going to happen for months before. What happened to my kajigger? <laughs> Grandpa, your kajigger hasn't worked for 30 years. <laughs> Grandma doesn't say that. That's not Grandma. <laughs> Grandma's been dead for 32 years. Well, then who have I been humping? What happened to her kajigger? <laughs> uh, anyway, so music. The number one song is Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson featuring Kanye West and Neo. I don't think I know that song. I'm, I think I'm glad I don't know that song. Yeah, I'm definitely 90% sure I'm glad I don't know it. I can't say 100% because I do like some Kanye stuff, but I don't like Neo and I don't know who Carrie Hilson is. Yeah, I don't know that one either. We'll just pretend we listen to it. Yeah, that was terrible. Well, I'm not going to pretend it's terrible. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, odds are you th- would think it was terrible. I mean, so odds are, yes, but I i mean, I'm not that close-minded that I'm automatically going to think I, you know, I just 90% think I hate it. Just imagine broccoli, but with a girl. Oh. <laughs> to broccoli. be fair, obscure fact that sort of justifies the song. See, that's what I do in that case. <laughs> <laughs> are we getting that lazy now, Josh? <laughs> filling a blank here for what I would say normally. <laughs> I'm pretending we know the song. Uh, Robert Leonard Bob Boggle was a founding member of the Ventures along with Don Wilson. Boggle was the lead guitarist and later bassist of the duo. Boggle died at age 75 on June 14th from non-Hodgkin lymphoma in Vancouver, Washington, and was absorbed. That's a bass guitar. Oh, I thought that was Johnny Quest. I don't know. I'm still trying to come up with a pun involving Boggle, but I got nothing. (laughs) On June 17th at the 43rd CMT Awards, winners included Taylor Swift and Brad Paisley. (laughs) I know he's kind of attractive, I guess. (laughs) He's no Taylor Swift. She's like the Feminist Cowboys, yeah. Ooh, that's my fetish. (laughs) Boggle. (laughs) No, sorry, still nothing. Uh, released June 16th, Lines, Vines, and Trying Times was the fourth and final studio album by the Jonas Brothers. The albums received the album. There wasn't more than one. There was just one. Received mixed reviews from critics and fans despite selling 247,000 copies and debuting at number one on the Billboard 200 in its first week. Hmm. I almost made it. This seems like a long way of saying there was no music in 2009. That's a broad statement. Weren't you just saying that uh, you got to defend it? Oh, no, that was Pat. Sorry. What? Was there music in 2009, Pat, that was good? Probably, but I doubt it. Boggle. (laughs) And finally, Huey Long was an American jazz and swing singer, songwriter, and musician, and was a member of the harmony pop group, The Ink Spots. Long retired to Houston, where he lived until his death at the age of 105 on June 10th and was absorbed in grand fashion respect yeah Bad respect. when when the dude died at, at 105 in 2009 and i know the group that he was in respect yep for sure indeed dude was old yeah i i, I do love the ink spots yeah all right moving on to movies the number one movie in the land is The Hysterical, The Hangover, starring Bradley Cooper, Zach Galifianakis, and Ed Helms, among others. I like that movie. Yeah, that was one where I didn't want to have what happened to me with There's Something About Mary, 
where it was like overhyped. I waited too long and then ended up not really liking it. So I waited like three years. I don't think I saw that until like 2013. Well, I actually, I enjoyed the second one as much. It actually made me laugh more. The second one did. And I bought, I ended up buying the box set because like 10 bucks on Blu-ray or something. So I finally saw the third one like a year ago and it's all right, but the first one is definitely the best. Yeah, for sure. Movies released this week included Care Bears, Oopsie Does It, <laughs> Moon, Imagine That, and The Taking of Pelham 123. I had to include that title. Come on now. I've seen three of those. <laughs> and all three of them were, t- were the Care Bears movie? I did. I watched it three times. That's the one where uh, the Care Bear leaves the poop on the doorstep. <laughs> Oopsie Does It. Boggle? TV. The top shows were American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, Undercover Boss, and NCIS. Holy crap, have we fallen far from the uh, cheers and... Yeah, I noticed that when I was typing those out. I'm like, man, this is a this is a sad top, top shows. Well, to be uh, full disclosure, I watched American Idol for the first, like, three seasons. My ex loves Dancing with the Stars, so I watched that. And Undercover Boss, I had a weird fascination with even though I know that it was kind of uh, when they had some of the horrifying realities after the fact, it was still entertaining, but I haven't watched an episode in a couple of years. Yeah. And it's not that I necessarily hate all of these shows. It's just that we've got three reality TV and then NCIS, which uh, may be the most uh, generic procedural drama outside of JAG. Enhance. 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 That's not a real thing. Keep enhancing. Moving on. Dave Simons was a prolific American comic book artist known for his work on Conan, Ghost Rider, Red Sonja, and Spider-Man for Marvel Comics and Forgotten Realms for DC Comics. He is also known for commercial storyboard and games artwork on The Secret Files of the Spy Dogs and Greyhawk Ruins, among many other titles. Simons died on June 9th at the age of 54 following a long battle with cancer. And was absorbed. Oh. Yeah, I figured you guys might know who he was. Or not. Uh, I don't know the name, but I'm certain I know his work between Ghost Rider and all the D&D stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm 100% you, you know his work, yeah. I mean, you have to. Doing a quick uh, search here. Oh, okay, yeah. He was like... Um, Looks like early 80s, late 70s era, maybe middle 80s. But yeah, like the older school of art before Liefeld came in and changed everything. Okay. And he, he also looks like he was one of the artists from Ghost Rider before I was into Ghost Rider. He was more of the uh, original Johnny Blaze era where yeah. I'm a Danny Ketch man. The, the, the leather, the form-fitting leather outfit before Texie era came in and all that stuff. All right. TV shows debuting this week included Top Chef Masters, Raising Sex Tuplets, Hammer Time, and the acronym of the week, I-O-W-A-C, or Idiots Offer Woody Allen Cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Only idiots because he always sneezes into it and blows it everywhere. (laughs) What what is it? Is this this powdered sugar? What what is this? He turned into like a, that was like my Jewish Woody Allen. (laughs) 
Well, that's kind of redundant. I was going to say, I have some bad news for you, Joel. <laughs> well, no, like the stereotype, but you know, what, what, what is it? Is it cocaine? What is it? It was like, it was like Morty doing Woody Allen. Ah, he's sure trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not that Morty. No, uh, from, oh. uh, Mort, Mort from Family Guy. Sorry. Not Morty, Mort. <laughs> I was confused, but I was going to go with it anyway. <laughs> no, but it's really, it's on with Alexa Chong. What is that? I have no idea. Yeah, me either. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what hammer time or or raising sex tuplets is either. So. I'm pretty sure Hammer Time was a reality show with MC Hammer. Probably. I mean, that's my guess. <laughs> we have to help him get out of tax evasion. <laughs> help him pay his entourage. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here comes the IRS. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one what you whose turn is it what <laughs> sports sorry i thought we had more to say about hammer time i was i was waiting for us to dig for gold in the hammer time boggle um, <laughs> i got 16 boxes of boggle on june 14th the la lakers beat the orlando magic in game five of the nba finals to win their 15th championship yeah, it's funny in these sports. We never hear about Houston suffering a crushing loss. Huh. <laughs> Just saying. Strange. You know, I, I did talk about when they won the championship, though. Funny enough, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> defeated the Detroit Red Wings in Game 7 to win the Stanley Cup Finals on June 12th. On June 7th, Roger Federer beat Robin Soderling at the 108th Men's French Open for his one of his 17 Grand Slam single titles. Wow. Yeah. Roger yeah, Federer. that's impressive. Probably widely considered to be the best uh, tennis player, male tennis player of all time. Even more than like Sampras, Pete Sampras. Yeah. That's the only name I know. So Yeah. Oh, wait. Because, I mean, well, let me, put it, let me put it this way. He has, he, um, he, he has the record for most weeks at number one overall. At like three hundred and seven or something like that, and like two hundred and fifty of those were consecutive. Jeez! For four years in a row, he was the ranked number one, and and he's the only guy who has five appearances in every single one of the Grand Slam single matches. So, so he's like the Michael Jordan of tennis. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he's he, he, there are a couple guys that are in the same area that you can kind of debate a little bit as to whether they're better than him, but he's pretty much widely considered the best. Wow! Very All much right. like Jordan. So yeah. All right, moving on. Dick May <laughs> was a NASCAR. I like, I like your, your parentheses. Dick May what? <laughs> Dick May was a NASCAR driver who competed in 185 races in the NASCAR Grand National Winston Cup between 1967 and 1985. In the 1975 running of the Mason-Dixon 500, May drove five different cars but still did not finish the race. <laughs> he tried to the innovative strategy of turning right. <laughs> He's sure trying. He's trying. On June 9th, 2009, May died following a long illness. And was absorbed into the track. Absorbed. And then lastly in sports, Japanese professional wrestler Mitsuhara Misawa was an eight-time world champion in Japan and is widely considered one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, regardless of region. On June 13th, Misawa teamed with Go Shiozaki against Akitoshi Saito and Bison Smith in a title match. After taking a belly-to-back suplex from Saito, Misawa lost consciousness and was taken to a hospital. 
He was pronounced dead later in the hospital. Holy crap, that ended different than I thought it was going to. He's absorbed. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Pat changed the word regarded in that. Uh, yeah, regardless. Yeah, because I actually I, I took a glimpse away and, and kept talking. And widely considered as one of the that said regarded. Right. Just had to point that out. I mean, the difference is that I used you know, like a word that means the same and would never <laughs> even be known, whereas you just completely changed September to October and things like that. He's right. <laughs> Dick may what? Boggle. <laughs> Dick may boggle. Oh, now it all comes back around. Uh, I guess play us off keyboard, Joel. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> all right. This week we're going to be talking about televisions in general. We haven't done a tech show in a while, and this device, I mean, it's in pretty much every home in America in one form or another. And uh, has been a fundamental part of our lives all the way back from the big honking centerpiece mm-hmm. of the room, mm-hmm. black white, black and white TVs with the giant chunky dials, uh, to new sleek flat screen TVs may or may not uh, be in our homes, hanging from walls or sitting on top of bookcases. Mm, chunky TV. So, Daddy. like, going back through the years, for us personally, what what is the uh, first TV uh, we can all remember having in our own homes? Well, we had one of those big old console ones, you know, with the the uh, the wooden, the big old wooden box, like six feet long with the speakers on, built in on the side and the TV in the middle and, like, so the, big, the big pull knob that you had to pull on to turn it on. So it was like a piece of furniture. Yeah, one. it really was, you yeah. know, and, and when... Uh, and that's exactly what it became when it broke. It just became a TV stand for the new TV we bought. <laughs> that's so meta. I had forgotten about that pull knob that when it's pulled all the way out, you just got that hum. And the yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you, it, it had the dials like tick, 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 tick. You'd have to turn one at a time and you had one a separate dial for, for the uh, VHF and one for UHF. That was what I remembered is that the UHF dial on that first black and white TV that we had was so difficult to turn. That's what I meant by chunky. It's like this big thing that like, to little kid-sized hands just kind of chunk, chunk, chunk. Yeah, big big old industrial knob turn. Yeah, like just had had some serious torque involved to get that thing to turn. And I remember that for years we had that black and white TV. It was a while before we upgraded to color. We were always behind the curve where you're always saying your family was ahead. Yeah, my dad always had to have the, the latest everything. Uh, and eventually that TV with its uh, separate antenna-like box thing, like there's a separate box that was on top of the TV that had two antennas sticking out and this circular UHF antenna that had a knob to adjust it left or right. Yeah, the little, little rabbit ear things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was not just like the standard rabbit ears. It had that. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking the about. The yeah, thing yeah. in the middle. And that became the TV for us kids until I remember distinctly we had it uh, really near a window during a lightning storm and lightning hit the TV and it exploded into the room. <laughs> Jesus. That's an answer telling you to buy a new TV. Yeah, it was just a good thing we weren't, like, watching cartoons with our faces near the screen. Because <laughs> we were actually watching the storm. Everybody was awake when it happened. Damn. Boy, like college would have been 
college would have been a lot of different. Would have been like, hey, dude, who's Freddy Krueger over there? <laughs> um, Josh, bitch. <laughs> and we're, 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 we're all like, hey, you want to watch something on TV with us, Josh? No. He runs away. <laughs> um, well, uh, one of the first ones I remember um, – my mom had a little, one of those little like portable ones. It was like 14 inches and it was color and it had the, you know, the two knobs on the side. And the, we're talking had, about TVs, Joel. <laughs> Damn it, I, I, I made myself not say anything. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I could control myself till he got to two little knobs on the side. <laughs> Damn it. I, I'm sorry. I took the high, I took the high road. <laughs> how, how does that happen? Um, well, Anyway, it, it, it and, and it eventually ended up in my room, but it was, I just remember it was a really tiny screen. And, um, and that's like the first one I remember having because in the house, um, there was a period where we had like a, a family room area and there was a TV that fit. Like it was when they used to build the house and they'd leave a spot for the TV. And so there's a big giant chunky hole that you just put the TV in. And, um, what is with chunky today? I don't know. <laughs> well, creamy TV just sounds weird. <laughs> and then it, uh, once that died, I remember my mom got a combo set that ended up in the kitchen of all places. Um, you know, that had the little VCR slot at the bottom and, uh, you know, the two antennas on top because eventually we stopped watching in the living room and everything was in the kitchen. I mean, you ate in there um in there you sat and watched tv in there so you pooped, you pooped in there wow well, I, I didn't do that but chunky <laughs> you know, um but i remember i remember one time uh i, I was going to be alone for quite a bit and i put some porn in there and uh it's it chewed it up and i couldn't get it out and i freaked out <laughs> i'm like oh shit what am i gonna do and uh, eventually, I was able to get it out, but that's that's some scary stuff. I think we've all been there at least once. Right? No, I'm, I remember watching the old scrambled porn on on the big console TV. Yeah, yeah my next door neighbor had a uh, cable, and uh, I remember flipping around and like, is that a boob? Is that yep. a boob? <laughs> and that, that's a true story. Everybody always jokes about that, but that really happened. Yeah, sounds like yeah, you'd, you'd stare at the screen until your eyes were, were like getting ready to to cross and then water. <laughs> Just so like every you know, every thirty seconds, you could get like a half a second glimpse of a boob. You're like, oh! And ultimately, it was probably like uh, I was trying to think of like George went with his shirt off, and we just didn't realize it. <laughs> Eating beans. It was really just a sumo match. <laughs> but that TV in the kitchen, I mean, that was there until I moved out to go to college. I mean that that was the TV for the longest time. We didn't have one in the living room. There was one in the little one in my bedroom that. Uh, you know, once it got retired, I ended up with it. And then I think my brother, when he got a job, may have bought one for his room at some point, but I tried to stay out of there. Yeah. I think we had one in the family room and eventually, uh, we got a replacement smaller black and white TV as like the secondary TV for us kids, which I can remember after bedtime at like 10 PM, uh, like trying to watch wrestling with the sound way down. <laughs> did yeah, you have oh i was just gonna ask if you had more than one in the house pat yeah we we didn't have tvs in our bedrooms as kids um but we had tvs in every other room of the house huh yeah was it we're, good... we're, 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 oh, go ahead. 
I mean, we weren't allowed to have them because we knew, you know, they knew that we would be sitting up late at night trying to watch TV in our room. So that's a good segue, seeing as how your family was on the cutting edge. What about the remote control? I mean, <laughs> did you have the early remote controls? I can, I, I can't even remember the first remote control that we got because for years we were just using the knobs. Well, okay, I don't. I don't remember if uh, if I talked about this before in one of the other episodes when we were talking about some of the old VCRs and stuff. I probably did, but we had uh, one of the very first ever, and I mean ever, sold in Houston uh, VCRs, like the big, big, giant top loaders, giant Betamax VCR that is literally like fifty pounds. It's um, it's. You still have I still, it? I still have it. It's in my garage. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. And it's functional. My, my sister, well, and last time we used it, it uh, my sister for Father's Day one, one year got it repaired for my dad and he like watched some old Betamax shit, you know. But, um, so it still works as far as I know. But yeah, it's like literally like, like two feet wide and 18 inches long and like eight inches tall and it weighs like 50 pounds and it's, it's, it's gloriously awful because, um, it's got those big old buttons that you have to push all the way down, like, <laughs> and and it's got the, the tray that pops up out of the top, and you put the, the the Betamax in there. And to get to the point of what you just asked with the remote is this was the first remote control we ever had in our house was associated with this Betamax, and it all it was was a wire that plugged into the front of the thing, and it had it, and at the end of it was a was a gray uh, thing you would hold in your hand, and it just had a silver button on the top of it. And you would just press it down to pause. So, like, what it was made for was that you'd be recording a show, and when the commercials would start, you'd press the button to pause the recording. And then when the commercials stopped, you'd press it again, and it would record again. So that's how you cut your commercials out. See, I I wondered, because I looked into this, because I vaguely remembered seeing in garage sales some of these early remote controls that actually used, like, sound waves. Oh, yeah. Yep. What? That seems kind of counter productive if you're watching television that it has sound waves that you're and, and, and a lot of them use like regular light instead of infrared light so you could actually use a flashlight in its stead yep didn't they have ones that uh, were connected like yeah before mine had a wire and it wasn't even remote. Oh. It was just like a wire you plugged into the front and at the end was the button that- okay yeah these early zenith ones had like four buttons and i vaguely remember the television upstairs uh, which I think was left there because when I was growing up, uh, I mentioned in the home show, we rented the upper floor. And I think the TV that was left there and very shortly after the guy who left it there moved out, we got rid of it and got a different one. I think he had one of these Zenith sound wave push click touch things. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I think kidding. it was the official name, too. Yeah, I mean, they, they talked to, I think one of them was called the Space Commander. <laughs> That's yeah, Space Commander three th- 300. Purely mechanical. No batteries, no electronics. That's a good selling point. I'd buy something called the Space Commander. Only if he was wearing space pants. <laughs> space pants. Um, space shorts. The only TV that had the remote was the one that was in the kitchen eventually, and I was just like... And it, 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 was, it was kind of a whole new thing because at that point they'd been around for a while because none of the TVs we had had the remote. So I remember always having to get up and 
Yeah, okay, we now. yeah we as children were the remotes until they finally yeah. right switch. Right. First, you got to turn the top dial. Okay, now you got to get to the UHF. You're on the UHF station. Okay, click, 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 click. okay, forty one. Yeah, sixty two. But the the first the first time we got we got a remote, man. Oh, my dad, my dad couldn't have been happier. <laughs> Why? Because he didn't have to tell you guys to get up anymore. Yeah, he didn't have to talk to us anymore. He could just sit there and change his own channels and come home from work and sit down in the recliner and pretend the rest of us didn't exist. Okay, check this out. I, I uh, looked this up. Uh, I mentioned that it was entirely mechanical remote. Here's how the sucker worked. The Zenith Space Command from 1956 had four buttons, power, volume, channel up, channel down, no batteries. You pressed a button and a tiny hammer inside the remote would strike an <laughs> aluminum rod, transmitting an ultra-high frequency tone to control the set. You couldn't hear it. But uh, the TV could, and I bet you it drove the dog fucking crazy. <laughs> That's insanely clever, but it's insane all the same. Right? And <laughs> looking at these, like, the first couple of buttons look like car pedals, and then they eventually became ovals. That's so strange. Yeah. I'm, I need to look that up. Um, Moving up. Pass this while Joel's looking up uh, remote controls. Uh, what about cable TV? I know I n- never grew up with it. I Whoa. didn't have cable TV in my living space until the apartment with you guys, and we got that for free. Yeah, yeah same here because my dad my dad worked for uh, Southwestern Bell and AT and T, so we got all utilities stuff like that for free. So you were fancy. Yeah, we. So you grew up with the cable or without? Oh yeah, with cable. Yeah, I've never not had cable. See, I didn't have cable till the apartment. That was the first time I had it. Cause the, like I said, the neighbors across the street had it. And so I used to go over there to watch whatever. Um, and most of my friends had it, but I didn't. I, I had the VCR. So I'd rent stuff. Um, once, you know, blockbuster and whatnot happened. But prior to that, it was getting up early to watch the aerobic show or, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or sit and be fit. <laughs> right. Or, or watching like, um, uh, body electric. What was that uh war show the rat rat patrol oh freaking um, love rat patrol you know whatever was on 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 the uhs uhf stations was what i had that was it so there was a there was a glorious two-year period in our lives where um we had ordered we had moved to a new house and we ordered cable and and something was wrong with the box it didn't work and a technician came out to, to fix it he couldn't figure out what the problem was and he gave us what he had on his truck was a master box that had basically every channel, all the pay-per-views, everything just completely, Whoa. completely open and locked. And he's like, I'm just going to give you this and I'll come back, you know, tomorrow and I'll, you know, pick with a new box and we'll figure out what the problem is. Never saw him again. And nice. like for, for, yeah, for the entire run of us living in that house, we had everything we ever wanted to watch at all times. And, and, uh, the day when I re- discovered that meant also the adult channels, yeah, that was a, that was a, that, that was, non, that was a non-productive day. Let me put it that way. That was the day a boy became a man. <laughs> that also explains a lot. Yep. So wait, you said pay-per-view? So like, yep. You didn't have I to, got to watch all the WrestleManias for free, every wrestling event. Yeah, everything. We never, we never had paid, we just paid a, a standard monthly bill and we had everything that we could ever want. Whose dick did you have to suck for that? I told you exactly what happened. I mean, the dude left it there because we had a problem, and it just he just never came back. I'm guessing your dad like 50, slipped him a fifty or something. Something. Like, I mean, he had to have because I, I mean, nothing else makes sense because 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, something like that. My dad had to have worked some kind of thing out with the guy. <laughs> he's he's like, kids, keep this guy busy. Coming back tomorrow, eh? As he's cutting the brake lines on the cable van. <laughs> I mean, that that's one of those stories that, you know, from your perspective right now was this magical you know, happenstance, but I seriously wonder if there was more to it. And that would make a great story if you've, if you found out at some point, but I need to ask my mother if there was, you know, if she knew there was anything more to that. Cause that just seems so weird that he wouldn't, but you know what? I guess if he left the box and then the next day he got fired or the next day he, you know, had another job and he's like, I better go do that. And then he just kept putting it off and eventually just forgot. Yeah, I mean, or just, you know, like I said, maybe my dad slipped him some money or maybe my dad just talked to him and, you know, hey, we're both utility guys. You know, how about you just don't come back? Yeah, maybe your dad hooked him up with, like, free gas or something. <laughs> he was a phone guy, not a gas guy. He's got connections. <laughs> okay, so I hooked him up with free AT&T service. My son's got terrible gas. You can have it for free. <laughs> <laughs> he just sounded like Nick Offerman. That was funny. <laughs> he did. He kind of did. You really did. That's, um, but well, and then, well, speaking of happy accidents, like we were talking about when we got the apartment, um, or the house and we, we were like, well, let's, let's hook up the cable just to see, you know, just plugged it into the wall, no box or anything, plugged it in and we had, we had cable. Oh, that's right. We even had like HBO or something too, I think. Yeah. We had all the, we had most of the premium channels and that lasted at least a, a year, if not more wasn't it yeah i it think a while. It, i don't remember how long it was but it was it was definitely a, a while it was long enough that we were hooked to it so when it finally went away and they realized their mistake we ended up getting a cable box yeah yeah by that point we couldn't turn back yeah well and i was working at the video store um at that point so i remember i used to come home every night with like six to eight movies in a bag for whatever you guys wanted and and only two of them weren't porn well and then that was the other benefit of that job is that they had a porn section. So if you weren't borrowing from the happiness box, which <laughs> speaking of which, um, I don't know if you guys remember, you probably do, but when we lived there, I had the TV and VCR that was in my room that was set I, up. I did too. Yeah. And, and we used to call it the, I think it was in both our rooms. They were the masturbation station. Yeah. But, I don't think we need to go down this road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joel is frantically trying to turn this into the porn show because Mike's not here. <laughs> no, but I remember, I, remember distinctly i had bought the uh diehard box set on on vhs and i had gotten really sick at one point and i remember laying in bed and i watched all three movies back to back on vhs in my room and i still have that box set downstairs but um it proved to be useful you know outside of the other things yes i actually did watch real movies on it as well I, i distinctly remember you renting shallow grave for us and the reason I remember Shallow Grave is because it was one of my worst culinary decisions ever. I decided while we were watching Shallow Grave that I was going to drink a bottle of Cook's Champagne, the cheapest shit I could find, and someone went out for Taco Bell. <laughs> oh. oh. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't remember the movie very well, but I remember that's what was on while I was destroying my stomach. Yeah, cheap sparkling wine and... Dollar tacos. Yeah. Bean burritos. (laughs) So uh, I'm going to, we kind of covered, we've kind of got a rough outline here. We kind of covered what rooms we had the TV in at the house. Let's talk about the, like the VCRs and combo units and whatnot. One of the things I remember is shortly after we got our first 
big silver VHS, which came packaged with Raiders of the Lost Ark, starting my lifelong obsession with the series and the character. We got a second one almost immediately so we could copy tapes. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I'm talking within months. Uh, my mom was getting stuff from the library and we, we were duping any movie we could get our hands on. Yeah, we had, we had a whole bookcase full of, uh, white labeled VHS movies that, you know, we had recorded and my mom wrote labels for. And, and it was kind of an onerous process to copy yes. those. Like when you think of how we consume our entertainment now. Well, until the day my, my dad, and then my dad came home one time with a, uh, specifically made, uh, VCR that had two oh yeah bays in it and like oh, it, would record, yeah. it would record like two to three times faster because you know it was dedicated just to for transferring tapes. He really then, was. Then, the, yeah, he was a gadget guy. guy. He was a gadget guy. He, uh, I got my, my my entire inheritance is nothing but uh, infomercial crap and tech stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's outdated now. Oh yeah, hundred percent outdated. <laughs> um. Oh, we're talking about, oh, the combo things. You know, like I said, the, the TV that we had in the kitchen was a combo. So I don't remember. Uh, well, no, I take that back. There was a VCR that we had at one point, um, I think, before the TV went out in the family room. And it was it was a front loader, so it wasn't that old. But it was, you know, it was still one of the big ones um, before they started to get more economically sized. But I don't I didn't remember having a. DVD player until um, Amy and I moved into the garden apartment in Oak Park. I think that's the first time I bought a DVD player. I bought my first DVD player when I moved into that apartment in Logan Square. My first DVD player would have been when my uh, brother and sister-in-law got a PS2 for Christmas morning. The same way I can remember with fondness the first VHS tape I ever watched, I remember with disgust that the first DVD I ever watched was Big Mama's House because I didn't <laughs> own the DVD player. <laughs> and that I, I completely believe that, that would be the first thing your brother would want to watch. Well, yeah. the first uh, DVD I ever watched was The Negotiator. No, I was going to say, what's the first DVD you ever uh, you ever bought? That was the that was it, The Negotiator. Really? Yep. Huh, I don't mine, even know. Mine was, mine was This is Spinal Tap. Mine might have been a TV series on DVD, because when those first started coming out, I was just blown away. It's like, oh, man, I can watch all episodes of this? Uh, I got the box set of Quincy MD. Well, to kind of get, harken back to the, the, the actual topic for just a second, that reminded me with the, the DVD player purchase that before we did that, um, we bought the the 60 inch TV. Do you guys remember that? I had that forever. Like it, it only blew up like five years ago, but bought it in 1999. The big giant behemoth of a TV that was started in the garden apartment apartment and had the VCR at that point. And then once DVDs hit and we decided to upgrade, I remember buying, we bought the DVD player and then we bought uh, a surround sound system. Yeah, you and Mike were, were the first ones to buy giant TVs. Yeah, Mike was the other. He had another one. Um, and I remember we, the first time I ever experienced the surround sound thing was when uh, we watched Blade, the original Blade. And it, Buster was sitting on the floor sleeping. And there's that scene where he's he throws the like boomerang blade. 
and it goes around and in the surround sound, it goes from speaker to speaker around your head. Oh, wow. And, and Buster sat bolt upright, threw his head to the side and his ears went flying in all directions. He was <laughs> like, he was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and at that point, I realized that my whole life had changed. Yeah. Um, because yeah, because the, at that point, that TV was pretty high end for the most part. Um, so the DVD plus the surround sound that I felt like, you know, I was never going to leave the house again. And I'm living in the future. Look what happened. You never left the house again. Yeah, no, I'm I've trying been to think. Since. Oh, no. Cause mo- I never got a big TV. The only TV I remember buying was with you guys. We went to Best Buy and I bought the TV that, uh, was the best TV on the dorm floor for a little while mm-hmm. at the uh, Best Buy. And I, that one lasted until I killed it. Like I from fresh out of the box until it wouldn't work at all anymore. That was my TV and all TV since then, basically until the one I bought getting into this house were literally ones my dad didn't want anymore. Either ones that were around the office when they were closing or upgrading and like people were sneaking out the back of the plant with them or they upgraded at the house and was just like, yeah, we've got this. Do you want it? It's like, yeah, that's a huge upgrade over the last one I got from your scavenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot about the one in our room. Uh, when we were on the dorm. Oh, well, yeah, you had the little shitty black and white set. And then I, I bought the big color TV big. It was probably like a 27 inch TV <laughs> for that time. It was huge. Right. That's what she said. But I, yeah, I remember watching, um, well, foreign films and then like full moon features, like Puppet Master and things like that. Yeah. I think that that TV was the main TV at the apartment, too. I think you're right. Oh, the one in the living room? Yeah. yeah. We'd all sit in a happy fun chair and watch movies. So aside from us as a little microcosm of a family in the apartment, what about like your own nuclear family did you guys sit down and watch tv as like a thing a family bonding thing yeah yeah we used to watch a lot of um a lot of sitcoms together and really yeah that's really cool because I, I i never had that but that's uh I, that's kind of why i put it in there because i wondered if that because you see that on movies and stuff a lot you know family sitting around to watch tv especially back in the early days when it was new but so you guys would like at dinner time, or just like, well, like, you know, um, our living uh, our living room was right off of our uh, off off of the dining room area, so we would sit in the dining room and eat while the TV was on, and then you know, usually just you know, when we were done eating, just walk over to the living room and watch TV for a little while. Yeah, I think it was the same for us. Like, except we usually ate in the kitchen, and the dining uh, dining room was only used for big family gatherings. And the living room was on the opposite end of the house. So it was kind of like come into the kitchen for dinner. But before and after dinner, we'd be watching TV. And I can remember as a family, we'd watch the Muppet show. Oh, yeah. And uh, as a family, we would watch most of the like Cosby show, Cheers, all the ones that in this weekend were the top shows. It's like everybody was talking about that the next day at school because that's what was on. We didn't start to fragment our TV time until the nineties when I was watching in living color and I was the only one. Really? I, your brother didn't watch that. No, I mean, I, yeah, that's actually shocking. Yeah. Well, it's also because even though we're only two years apart, when it comes to schooling and developmentally, we're four years apart. <laughs> I skipped a grade and he was held back. 
So when In Living Color came out, it was the hot thing when I was a freshman in high school, but he's in like sixth grade. I gotcha. That makes a little more sense then. Um, the only time we ever really watched TV together as a family was uh, um, like at holidays. Like if we would go to my grandma's house and we'd all sit around and watch a Christmas movie together of some sort um, or Iron Eagle for some reason. Don't ask. I don't know. But it happened. Uh, Cappy. Really, the only time I ever watched TV with with like a family member intentionally was when I used to stay with my great aunt when my uh, mom was at work. And we'd watch, you know, the Royals baseball games or we'd watch. She liked to watch her stories. So, you know, uh, Guiding Light or One Day, One Life to Live, not One Day at a Time. Um, MASH, I Love Lucy. That's kind of how I, uh, had a, you know, grew to love a lot of the old TV stuff because that's what she used to watch. And so that was really my, I guess, family time because at home, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine sitting around with my brother and my mom while trying to watch a TV show? <laughs> yeah, that would have been a comedy in and of itself. And I, I wrote it in the notes here, but uh, uh, I consider, you know, family time, Josh and I abandoning anything that was going on at any <laughs> given moment to go home because Mr. Ed was coming on. Yeah, we'd be mid-conversation talking to girls in a completely different building and someone would look at a clock and like, holy shit, we got to go back. Mr. Ed's on. <laughs> we'd drop everything and run across campus and watch Mr. Ed. Yep. It's not even Everyone. a good show. Oh. <gasps> Shut your mouth. See, I am both outraged and finding it difficult to disagree with you simultaneously. (laughs) That horse suffered many carrots in the anus to be able to do his performances. I think that's how they did it, right? That's how they made Andy Rooney talk. Is that why they don't let you around horses anymore? (laughs) One of the reasons. Well, it was 14 inches in color and had (laughs) knobs on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, we've come full circle i think so um well i mean are we ready to transition from the college years to post-college into adulthood and etc anyone have anything else to say about old tv Mm. i I don't i once um tried an experiment of doing Mm. the whole like let's um when Angela and I had an apartment together, we tried the whole let's not put a TV in the bedroom, you know, and just use the bedroom simply for, you know, we if it was time to go to bed, we go in, in there and we shut the door and we go to sleep. That's it. The room's only for sleeping, you know. It was fine until I started running a poker game and she didn't want to play in the poker game and she'd go to the bedroom and she'd be like, well, there's nothing to do in here. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I'm trying yeah. to think since I was a little kid. I don't think I've had a TV in the bedroom anywhere I've lived. Ever? Even now? Well, oh, I mean, no. I consider college, but that was our room, period. <laughs> I mean, I well, sure. Yeah, if you're talking like the room is the apartment. Like, I didn't live in a studio aside from dorm rooms, which are all studios. But, yeah, now I've got a TV here, which is never turned on. It's next to my computer and it's got an Xbox 360 attached to it, which I never use. And, uh, yeah, there's one in the living room, but that's, and there's one in the weird little breakfast nook off the kitchen that is only used if I'm playing video games and Sarah really wants to watch something because it also has a cable hookup, but no, never in the bedroom. Hmm. 
Hmm. Although I, the other thing we didn't have this in the notes, but I, this is probably more relevant to me than you guys. The old school, uh, cludging together you had to do to get a video game system working on the old TVs. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I remember because we always had like the television and the Commodores and all that kind of stuff. So, At yeah. first you had those two little prongs mm-hmm. that had to be screwed onto the oh. back of the TV. Yeah, the little and, and, and had the little the little flip switch thing that you back and forth between if you were watching TV or playing a game. Yep, and then later you got into the uh, composites, the AV cords, the yellow, red, and white. And if you had a VCR and a video game, you had to do some sort of sorcery, which didn't always work, to like run the Nintendo or whatever you had through the VCR, the VCR through to the one set of VGA cables on the TV. And if your TV had a separate like input channel, which is standard now, but back in the day it wasn't, like there were all sorts of different things you had to do. It's like, okay, if we hook it up this way, does it work? No. Well, it should because we got into out, out to in, into the TV. I turn everything on. Nothing happens. Let's switch the cables around like this. Okay, this shouldn't work, but now I'm seeing Mario on the screen. <laughs> yeah, because TVs were, were basically back in the day were not made to have any kind of components added to them. It was just a TV. Right, because you were on Channel 3 or sometimes Channel 4. And I guess that was what you had to run your uh cable box through sometimes i I guess i didn't have cable but definitely the vcr and any video game systems yep so it was a different time definitely a different time like and it was a painful time when many tvs but not all tvs had that separate input channel especially if you could only get the input channel to work if you had the remote and sometimes you lost the remote i remember the days when like you you take a, a console or whatever or or VCR to a friend's house, and it would you know it would always turn into a nightmare because you couldn't get it hooked up. Right. Now everything is plug and play, pretty much. But even then, if you've got like a complicated set of things that you're trying to put together, it can still be a, a bit of a nightmare, but a lot easier than it used to be. But that's yeah, only you, because you got like surround sound and four different consoles and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's still like for almost everything, it's just an HDMI cable and it's all, it's the HD. Well, we're kind of getting into the second half of the show. Right. But it's definitely easier than it used to be. Yeah, let's talk about it after the break. Yeah, well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about TVs and the things we connected to them and how we interface with them as adults. Anything past the year 2000 or post college years to now. And we'll be back. TV. All right, and we are back. Uh, so, in, in the now, defined for us as always as post two thousand or adulthood, uh, what kind of TVs do we have in our own homes now? Let's kind of complete the journey. He said TVs. TVs. <laughs> well, like I said, the, the, the big giant box projection, projection TV lasted until about five, about 2012. Yeah, might have been 13 at that point. About five years ago is when I got the one I've got now. And now I've got a, I wouldn't say it's flat. It's right before they got really super flat, 
but it uh, so it has a little bit of a kind of a back to it, but it's a 55 inch sort of flat screen TV that sits on a, uh, a t- uh, not a tabletop. It's got, it's got like a sliding door on the bottom where you can put games and stuff or whatever. Um, and the Blu-ray player, but it sits in the living room. I used to have a TV in the bedroom, but that's, that's gone now. So, uh, oh, that was just going to say that's the main one at this point. Uh, in our house, basically in the time since college, like I moved back home after the apartment for a while and ended up getting this Sony TV in one of the hand-me-downs from my dad's work. And I love the Sony it was like a, I want to say it was a 38 inch color TV with three RCA VGA out inputs in the back. So I could hook up three different things, no more fussing. And I took that with me when uh, Sarah and I moved in together at the apartment in Hyde Park. And that television lasted until we moved out of Hyde Park and it was broken in the move. But that was fine because my dad and uh, brother and sister-in-law, who are all still at the family home in the Grange, they uh, upgraded to an HD TV and they had the behemoth. And I don't know. I think both of you guys have seen the behemoth. Yes. Uh, the behemoth in the last, in the move from Hyde Park to Chicago, from Chicago to uh, Irving Park Road, also in Chicago, and then to this house has been the bane of our existence because <laughs> it, basically the television is set into a wooden piece of furniture that can't come out of, and it's uh, that piece of furniture is also built into a giant mahogany cabinet. None of it can come apart. Which is and stuffed the, into a turkey. <laughs> and, a and the damn thing's got to be over 500 pounds. Uh, my sister has an old TV that whenever she used, would move would, would be a nightmare. It was it was probably a 400-pound TV just by itself. One of those big old, you know, something stupid like a like a 42-inch tube TV, you know, like. Yeah, that's that's uh, just about what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just a nightmare. And, and my dad and I moved it into a basement apartment, nearly killing both of us twice. And since then, every time, because I've uh, hired movers, every time they look at it and are just like, shit. Because I moved into a third floor apartment after the basement and then from the third floor apartment into the house. And the guys who moved into the third floor apartment were just looking at like this fucking thing. Uh, the, uh, crew we got, we ended up over booking crews to move into this place. We had three trucks and like eight guys, only two of which spoke English. And two of the guys just looked at the thing, got out straps and like just took it straight down the stairs. Like it was no, no big deal, but we can barely move it to the side to like mess with stuff on the back. And that's the one we don't use that's got the second cable box hookup because like a month after we moved in, no, the week after we moved in, we bought our first HD TV. Uh, Sarah and I went to Target like I want to say the we moved in the day before Thanksgiving. So on a Wednesday, we went in that night after the trucks were in. We we're just like, we need a TV. And they had an early uh, Black Friday sale that was unadvertised for a widescreen uh, HD TV from uh, a brand I'd never heard of before, Element. I was just oh, like, ah, yeah. 
I don't know about this element, but uh, the Black Friday deal was like 125 bucks. We got a bunch of element TVs at the room. And it was just like, for 125 bucks, if this thing blows up next year, I'll just buy another one. And now we're going on two and a half years, and it's going strong. I've got a ridiculous amount of stuff hooked up to it. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, I mean, we've had, like I said, we've got probably a good six or seven element TVs in the room, and none of them have crapped out on us or anything. They're fine. Yeah, I mean, they're not gonna like win any awards for most bells and whistles but uh picture quality is fine audio is fine yeah they're they're yeah, what we need them for, yeah, yeah. What we need them for they're perfect we just need them to show what's what the cable box is showing that's all you know yeah well and it's funny i didn't think about kind of the story behind things but uh when the uh the projection tv the big our our bohemoth so to speak the 60 inch one finally went and it started smoking at one point had a repair guy out to look at it because we're like, well, maybe it's, you know, cheaper to, to get it fixed. And he's like, to replace each one of these, um, cause it had like, you know, different colored, um, little projection things at the base of it that you couldn't see because it was behind the door, that little cabinet door thing. Um, he's like, each one of these is a hundred bucks. And he's like, I'm not even sure you can get them. He's like, it's better to just go buy a new flat screen TV. It's going to be cheaper. So we found an open box buy it at, uh, uh, Sam's Club. And, um, it was, it was less expensive to buy this, you know, brand new floor model TV that had been there, you know, that was going out. It's a Vizio, which I'd never heard of at the time. But, I, had, um, I had one of those too. Yeah. I, 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 I love it. I've had zero problems with it. And it, what was funny is I was like, I'll go pick it up because she was at work. I'm like, I'm going to go pick up the TV. And she's like, are you sure that's going to fit in the car? Well, it fit in my car <laughs> and I was able to carry it in by myself, which when you've dealt with the ones like Josh is talking about, or like you've talked about Pat, like what I had too, which wasn't as heavy as those were, but it was awkward, cumbersome. It, it was just like, holy crap, this is amazing. I can carry this giant TV by myself and it looks better than anything I've had up to this point. Yeah. Now, nowadays, nowadays, a 36 inch TV, you can just carry under your arm. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they're 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 like they're like paintings now. Almost, they're so thin. Yeah, it was a totally different world. Just that first HD TV after being behind the curve for so long, just being able to lift it up with one hand and install it myself, and just uh, you know, have, have connections for damn near everything you need too. Yeah. Right. Now, how um, about you, Pat? Well, okay my my TV experience uh, as an adult is different than most people's because um, I have bought probably. In the neighborhood of two to three hundred TVs over the course of my life, um, yeah, just through like working in the poker rooms and everything between. Oh, I figured you were turning them into bongs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, between buying them for the rooms and buying them for giveaways and buying them for you know, because I mean it, it, that was a frequent thing for many years. Like you know, you just hey, we're giving away a thirty-six inch TV tonight to the winner of the tournament. You know, just to bring people in. So, I mean, buying like a, t- a TV a week. <laughs> Um, and, and then, you know, that, that's not for my own personal use, obviously. And then for my- <laughs> I think we've gotten to the root of your financial problems. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into my house and just all the furniture is made out of TV boxes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, but for my own personal use, um, the last house I lived in probably, uh, ha- had the most TVs I've ever, I've ever had in a, in one place. Um, I had, well, 10 years ago, my father, uh, got a, re- a 40 year anniversary 
for um gift and he and he got a, a choice of all kinds of different things and the thing he picked was a big old 55 inch tv so i have that tv now and that's actually in my bedroom on the wall um so being a 10 year old one it's still you know it's not quite as thin as the new ones but it's you know got good you know good quality and everything and, and it's one of the first big 55 inch tvs produced it's a sony so it's going to last for a while you know it's doing just fine um but in that in that house, I had that TV. I had a sixty inch smart TV, one on uh, one on one side of the the chimney and one on the other, like the fireplace. You know, so cause it was kind of open, and they were connected to the same box and the same sound system and everything, so you could see them on either side playing the same thing. Wow, that's nerdy. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I ran poker games out of my house too sometimes, so you had to be able to you know put things on like when people want to watch whatever they want to watch. And then I had another one in the in the. I had a uh, 42 inch in the in the garage, and the, <laughs> so your car could watch TV. No, because I mean, it, the garage was a hangout place. There was couches and all kinds of shit. It was like a lounge, you know, basically in the garage. No, no cars parked in there. Um, there was a bar and a dart and, and dart set up and all kinds of stuff. So there's a TV in there, and then all three of the bedrooms had 36 inch TVs, and my bathroom had a TV. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I like TVs, you know. I can legitimately say I've never had a, a TV in the bathroom. Oh, ever. it's so cool. It's so awesome. You just you know, have it running while you're in the shower. It's so cool. It, it, it's showering. It's like 10 minutes of your life. Not for me. No, do, do you not remember that? Like how I always take like 30 to 45 minute showers? Yes, but. Uh, yeah. I, I just maybe you'd change. No, I'll be. I'll be. <laughs> Like uh, I had an ex once. She she came. I'd been in the shower for like fifteen minutes, and she came in, and she's like, "Your hair's not even wet." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just kind of hanging out." <laughs> Pat's gonna die in the shower. Hopefully, no uh, one will know. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I had a lot of TVs in that house, and then uh, this move to where I live now, I lost the sixty inch smart TV, and I lost uh, one of the thirty six inch TVs. I sold one lost? of the other thirty six inch TVs. Yeah, broke, smashed, oh. whatever. I plugged them in, and they were all. I was like, "No, my beautiful sixty-inch smart TV gone." That's why I have the fifty-five-inch TV in my room. Otherwise, it would be the sixty-inch. I like my fifty-five-inch. It's crazy to me that the person we know that would get the most use out of insurance is the one that never has any. Because you've had more electronics get broken, stolen, whatever. Yep. yep. Than I have in my entire life, just in like the last two years. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous how much I've gone through financially with electronics. All right. So now that it's depressing, (laughs) well, I guess I should, if we're talking, if we're talking about in each room, uh, my kids have a TV in each of their rooms. It's just a little like cheapy black Friday flat screen. It's like, they're not that big, like 20 something inches. I don't know. 24 inches, 30, uh, maybe 30 inches. I don't know. They're not, they're not super huge, but they do have one in each of their rooms, which they primarily use to watch YouTube. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is I already mentioned that we've only got the three TVs and two of them never get any use, but we've got like six computers in the house. (laughs) Yeah. See, I've got my laptop and then, I mean, I've got the surround sound system still because I can't live without that. And I'm, a huge Blu-ray fan. So, you know, I've got the, the Blu-ray uh, disc player um, attached to it so I can get the most, you know, use out of the TV. 
Yeah, every one of my TVs has uh, surround sound with the exception of the bathroom one. I was going to say, does your bathroom have <laughs> surround sound? <laughs> he's in the shower watching like Braveheart. And he's like, wow, this sounds great. Well, you know, since Joel brings it up, uh, I shuffled this up in the notes. Let's, let's talk about the stuff that we connect to the TVs now. Uh, Blu-ray players, game consoles, etc. Because I don't know, I'm assuming only Joel, if Joel even, still has a VHS. Yeah, my VCR is hooked up. Yeah, I own one, but it's not hooked up. <laughs> I, nope. I sold my my VHS player and tapes. No, nope. I've got uh, my VHS, uh, my record player, uh, the Blu-ray disc player, and then the Xbox 360 are all hooked up to the TV and surround sound. Yeah, and I've got my surround sound. I've got Xbox One and the cable box and the modem. That's that's all that's hooked up to mine. And I believe that the behemoth has an old DVD player hooked up to it. This one sitting next to me has the Xbox 360 hooked up to it and doesn't even have any cable. But then the living room one, the first Blu-ray player I got kind of mirroring my first DVD experience was the PS4. And that's I I got for Christmas, not this past year, but the first Christmas in this house. Uh, So I've got the PS4, a Steam Link, which streams uh, PC games from my PC to the TV, the Raspberry Pi, Mm. uh, which you guys have played with, that has all of the... (laughs) Yeah, it's got all the NES, Super NES Genesis, Game Boy Advance games on it. And I've also got my Roku, which uh, is getting a little less use now that uh, the new cable box actually runs Netflix native. I pretty much only use the Roku for uh, other pay services, Amazon and uh, Hulu. But yeah, I've got like three HDMI ports, one of which has a three-way splitter on it <laughs> on the main TV. Well... I forgot about that. I, I do have the Roku. Why could you get yourself a hub? I mean, I if I add anything else, if I get one more game console, I'm going to have to. Yeah. I've got a Roku hooked up, but it's strictly for uh, my sling service since I cut the cord with cable. Well, I mean, does that transition us into how do we get the, our, the actual television programs, whether it's through cable or sling or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, because cable just was... You know, it was uh, almost a couple hundred bucks for something I wasn't even using. I mean, I most of the stuff I, I watch anymore is either movies or stuff on Netflix or Amazon. And the kids watch YouTube pretty much exclusively unless they're watching stuff together. So it was like, why am I paying this money for something that, uh, you know, I, I DVR stuff. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I, I would cut cable up, but my, my sister watches it relentlessly. I mean, her, her TV is literally never off. That's insane. Yeah. See, and I, 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 and even the, the sling, you know, the only thing I really watch on there is, is AMC. I, you know, I watch uh, comic book men and, and, uh, the walking dead. And that's, that's really all I use it for anymore. I mean, there's a lot of other cool stuff on there, but, um, you know, it's, it's primarily my viewing is either what's in my library of movies or it's, um, Amazon or, or Netflix. I mean, Netflix being probably the, the number one. See, yeah, I definitely, we've got way more entertainment at our fingertips than we need or use. Grant, I think the dog watches a lot more TV than we do. <laughs> Just because he's in the crate for so long and, uh, we leave it on so he's got human voices going. 
but uh, we've got cable plus stars, and I think we cut Showtime after oh, Twin Peaks ended, uh, and we're going to get HBO back now that uh, Westworld is coming back. Uh, can't really cut the cord because we actually, Sarah watches it, uh, and like, if I've got nothing going on and I'm not playing a video game, I frequently have either BBC America or the Food Network on. Uh, I watch a lot of both of those. Yeah, I leave, I, I like to leave the, if, if I leave the TV on, I leave the Food Network on probably 75% of the time. The, the times where I've accidentally left the TV on and Chopped has been on and Sarah and I have just lost an entire night <laughs> because the show is set up. They like show you the interesting ingredients that three chefs are going to try to cook with and then an hour's gone. <laughs> because it is very carefully down to the minute plotted to keep you watching. Yeah. It's, it's a well done show. And then in addition to the cable plus premium channels, we also pay for Netflix, Hulu and Amazon. There was just like one. We're not willing to do without it show or something on each of those features. Plus we order a lot from Amazon. So like, Keeping the prime was a no-brainer. Yeah, especially I, you know if you're already going to use the other service, that's just additional. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, the, and it, depending on what your specific tastes are, like for me, Prime, um, they have a. <laughs> I, I am a, every day I go and I check InstantWatcher.com to see what's dropped on each in each of those individual um, streaming services on a daily basis. So I'm always on top of what's just brand new. And Amazon is like the place for terrible movies. Um, whereas Amazon gets, or Netflix gets all the, you know, the best stuff. Amazon gets occasionally good things. But for the most part, like if you want to watch bad, bad movies that nobody's ever seen, that's your go to. But I just. Nobody I, wants to do that other than you. And Dennis. Um, oh, so yeah, I, think, that's true. I think back to what I mentioned in the first half of the show, which was you know, getting up early and watching, you know, the aerobics show and then watching the rap patrol or whatever was on UHF. And now I literally could watch between that and torrenting. I could watch anything I wanted anytime, anywhere that's ever existed for the most part. And it just is a matter of a click or two away. Yeah. And it's just insane. Yeah. I mean, uh, before we get into Patrick's, uh, take on what he's got this is definitely i talk about it a lot this is peak media it's not uh it's how all these different entertainment companies are competing for the hours you have available in a day the price almost doesn't matter it's like is your shit interesting enough to allow me to spend one of my hours on it right yeah like i mean you, you got to convince me that i gotta I, I should watch this over everything else that's out there well, and you think back back to the days when we were younger and, and the, the now portion when there was event television where if something was on and everybody was watching it, you didn't want to miss it because they'd be talking about it the next day. But if you missed it, you wouldn't see it again. Well, now it's harder to do that. But then you see like things like Stranger Things where it just captured everybody's attention and everybody's talking about it. It's like you were saying, Josh, the companies are competing to – get you to buy their service for their event series. And there's so many of them. It's well, an event television when it comes to live TV is coming to, uh, it's premium cable stuff and it's linked in to people that are interested in following Twitter 
either during or immediately after. Like Walking Dead is a big show like that. Game of Thrones is a big show like that. Westworld was a big show like that. American Gods was big event TV where it's Breaking like, bad. yeah, where every time there's a new episode, some people would live tweet it. Other people like me, like the first thing I do after a big shocking episode of one of those shows is go to Twitter and go to other social media to see other people's reactions. Which I do the same a, thing, actually. That's another aspect of television watching now that's different is that with social media, if you haven't seen that episode, it's kind of like going to work or school the next day. Everybody's talking about it. If you're not careful, you're going to get spoilers. Right. I've, I don't know what This Is Us is, uh, aside from having vaguely heard of it. But because of social media, I know some dude got killed by a crockpot. Yeah, same here. Yep. So what what do you what brings you your TV, Pat? Uh, well, I do watch the cable because, uh, sports. I guess if I, you know, well, sports, you know, it's, it's almost, well, it's gotten to the point where finding sports streaming is not that difficult anymore. It used to be very hard to find live sports, uh, online anywhere, but not so much anymore. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely for, you know, a lot for sports. And my sister, you know, she prefers to have cable because I prefer not to teach her how to watch anything online because. <laughs> That's a slippery slope. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, well, first of all, it's just a nightmare to try to teach her anything new. I mean, I love her, but she's technologically impaired. And, you know, I had, I, it, I had to teach her how to, how to, how to make a DVD play the other day on her laptop. So, oh my God. Yeah. So trying to teach her how, you know, I, I mean, I got her to use Netflix with my password. So that was as far as I was willing to go. Um, I'm not going to teach her anything about torrenting. I just tell her, it's like, if you want to watch something, tell me, I'll get it and you can come watch it. Right. You're going to get a knock on your door if you try to do that. Exactly. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So uh, the cable is, is mainly for her. I do probably a good uh, 75 to 80% of my TV watching on my computer through either, uh, through either Netflix or through uh, streaming uh, on their you know different websites or just outright, you know, torrenting. Um, or like daily motion, you know, things like that, that website, I use that a lot. And I use, uh, well, YouTube now has a lot of TV shows on it too. So like I I watch a lot of BBC stuff on YouTube. I could see that. I mean, the quality can be a a little spotty. I know occasionally I've struggled to find at the library or, uh, if something's a fair price, I will absolutely pay Comcast $4 to rent a movie I wanted to see anyway. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Yeah. When we're going to watch a film that, uh, I didn't even want to watch for this show and the only option is to buy it for $21.99. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to stream it illegally. Yeah, like, 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 you know, the, the, a big, uh, a, a big example is like, uh, no, I definitely do it. There's no legend. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, there, like you said, there are certain movies that I'm just, there's, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay to watch. Like, um, trying to think of a, of a, of a show we did recently, uh, Christmas Story Two. I don't care if it's a dollar. I'm just not gonna pay to watch that. <laughs> like, I mean, um, so I, I. Morally, ethically, however you want to put it, I don't have any problem with it, with, with downloading illegally, you know, piracy, whatever they call it, you know, because <clears throat> whatever. If they don't want me to do it, then then give me a job that pays me 100000 a year or something so I can yeah. afford it. If know. it's fair and convenient, I, I will not pirate. But if it's easier or the only other way to watch it is definitely just like, an obscene amount of money. I'm not going to pay $2 an episode to watch a TV show. It's not happening. Yeah. I'm not going to buy a digital movie on Comcast for 20 bucks. 
not happening. But then on the flip side of that, because he's not here to say himself, Mike is kind of the opposite. He he is he seems to be the guy that will go out of his way to find something legally um, then to and will try to even steer shows towards doing it that way. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely wants to 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 not go the the illicit route. To just to show that you know not all of us are are bootleggers, bastard but, people. Yes, <laughs> you know something that I found. Well, he's more than willing to take the copies when I find them. <laughs> that's that's on occasion. That's, that's not, the gray area, though. It's that's and I don't you know whatever I don't care. I mean, I, that, that's that's his cross to bear, not mine. I don't. <laughs> care. Um, the thing that I found though nowadays. And and it seems to be more and more the 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 more each of the different streaming sites gets on the bandwagon to try and get the next big thing is that when I sit down I have so few hours in the day to watch things you know I've got my lunch which I have to make sure I'm watching something that's not going to get me in trouble um, and then when I'm at home I have like an hour and a half a night unless it's a weekend to watch something so when I sit down and I think about there's, you know, a thousand things in my Netflix queue and a thousand things in not literally, but in my Amazon and then the stuff that I've got downloaded and whatever, it becomes this overwhelming thing where it's like, fuck it, I'm just going to watch a half an hour of a TV show I've already seen because, you know, it's, it's, you know, this multimedia impotence that we have nowadays where there's too much, you know, there's sure. so we, We've discussed this before on the show, and yeah. I think that, I think that's one of those made up afflictions. I mean, of course, yes, it's a real thing. There's a, I mean, I've gone through it myself too. But I mean, that's not that's not like that's not tribulation. I'm sorry, that's just you know, I mean, no. But there's a difference between passive TV watching and having made a distinct uh, decision to watch something. Yeah, like, and, and I've been through that decision where I'm, I'm like, what do I want to watch next? And I've done what Joel says. I'm like, fuck it, I'll just put Friends on again. You know, whatever. You know. <laughs> I've done that today. Like I could have watched two episodes of Jessica Jones. Instead, I watched three quarters of Almost Famous because it was on when I walked in and watched an episode of Chopped because I was dumb enough to turn it to the Food Network. But see, since I've got so few hours in the day, when it comes down to it, I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that what I'm watching is something that I'm going to be using my time wisely. So I have this horrible problem. I'm not saying this is any sort of an affliction, but because of the amount of stuff that there are to watch on the TV now, you know, I'll spend a half an hour flipping through things, trying to figure out what to watch. And if I have like, like last weekend, I had, you know, two full days to myself, which is unusual. I decided, you know, you know, I was going to make one of them a movie day, which is my, that's my time to recharge. I will sit around the day before and map out what I'm going to watch. I'll make a little schedule and I will, watch what I have preset in my mind. So I don't have to go through that, that, that decision-making process. And maybe that's just me, but I think yeah. everybody experiences analysis paralysis in different ways. Like maybe for me, it's not TV, but I'll get to a spot in a video game where it's like, I now have 75 choices, <laughs> uh, save the game, close it, play something else where I only <laughs> have two. Which quest do I go on? <laughs> Yeah, the answer ends up being none of them, and I never <laughs> open the game again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I mean, I don't know what I was going to say, so uh, let's well, move on. Uh, think about uh, what would it be like if you were, this isn't a question on here, but if you were yourself, you know, 35 years ago, and you were sitting in front of what we have now, I mean, our heads would explode. 
Well, sure. I mean, could you imagine if every time you went out to dinner, you just went to a building that just said food on it and you could (laughs) order literally anything and you could afford anything on the menu? Like for a while, it'd be awesome. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to have the best steak. I'm going to have the best sushi, whatever your favorite meal is. After a while, you're just going to be like, fuck, I don't know. Give me a list to pick four things from. I can do that. <laughs> I'll have a Big Mac. Like, like if, if you uh, if you lived in the Bellagio and your only choice to eat was the Magnificent Buffet. Right. Every single day. Yeah, for the first couple of days, it'd be awesome. After a while, it'd be just like, oh, man, I, there's too many choices. Yeah. That's kind of what media is right now, and that's what TV's becoming. Well, and that's just it with smart TVs and everything now. It's not just your television anymore. It's your internet. It's your, you know, it's, it does everything for you. And Um, it's starting to recommend you shows to help you with your analysis paralysis. Well, it's also your radio. It's your, um, education. It's, you know, it's, it's got everything. Plus it's got the USB attachments or the, the flash drives or the, you know, the different HDMI ports. And it's just insane. But to kind of get back on track, I know I mentioned I have, I've always, I've had surround sound since 99. So I know Pat said he had it before. Do you have it now? Oh yeah. Yeah. All my shit's hooked up to surround sound. My computer, my computer and my TV. I'm the polar opposite where I don't think I've ever even owned a stereo. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I have pretty decent speakers on my main desktop PC, although they're ancient. Like I've probably owned them since just after college uh and i but i'm happy with whatever comes out of the speakers that come with my tv yeah i I, can't i can't i can't do that anymore it just if i'm gonna watch a movie especially with blu-ray and everything you know if if i sit down to watch something i want to because i go to the theater so rarely i want to be able to have that same experience and the first yeah. time you watch uh, Saving Private Ryan with surround sound in your living room, it'll, yeah. it'll melt your face off. I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it. It's just not a priority for me. It's not something that I'm willing to go through. I could probably afford it. And I tell you, man, there's nothing better than watching a concert uh, DVD on surround sound. But I don't know. I like the, just the hassle of getting the speakers, <laughs> hooking the speakers up. It's just not a big enough priority. Like if uh, I was to say, okay, here's whatever, $500, $1,000, and I had that money to burn, and I throw it at someone and someone did it for me, yeah, okay, yeah, I'd enjoy it. But right now, I don't even have a subwoofer. I'm just using the TV speakers. <laughs> Your subwoofer is chewy. <laughs> so then I guess that that brings us back around to kind of the, the final question on here is, do you guys watch, well, Pat, like with, you know, the family you have with you. I mean, do you guys watch stuff together or Josh? Do you, I mean, obviously you said you and Sarah will watch chop for hours. Yeah. There's for me and Sarah, there are certain shows that only she will watch. Uh, there's going to be these historical drama romances like outlander. Uh, some of that Downton stuff. Abbey, that kind of shit. I, I actually got into Downton Abbey. Uh, she also finds a show she really likes and we'll watch it beginning to end annually. Downton Abbey is one of those. Battlestar Galactica is one of those. Parks and Recreation has become one of those. Firefly is one of those. And uh, we'll watch most of those together. 
Uh, there's a lot of Netflix stuff, especially, uh, the really violent, the hardcore horror stuff I tend to watch on my own. Uh, uh, but there are definitely shows that we watch together. Game of Thrones, uh, any of the big event TV we're watching together, but there are certainly shows that are just mine and shows that are just hers. I watch, um, 90, 90, 95% of my TV on my own. Um, occasionally I'll watch something with my sister or my niece. If I find something that I think they'll enjoy, like I've slowly been introducing my sister to, uh, the office. She's never seen it. So, uh, I'll show her an episode here and there, and I'll show her episodes of Rick and Morty, the ones that I think she could uh, enjoy, because some of them, as we know, are a little bit over the top. You when you're both it. in the bathroom and such. <laughs> what was that? When you're both in the bathroom and such. <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah, most of my, yeah, I don't really, I mean, I'll, I'll watch TV with my mom when she's in town and stuff, but I watch majority of everything by myself. Um, The kids and I, since they watch YouTube so much, I mean, by default, when I do sit down, <laughs> I'll end up watching some of that. So I know far more about YouTubers than I ever thought I would. But like, um, occasionally, like if a new Marvel movie comes out that we get on Blu-ray that we've already seen, you know, we may watch that together or, um, like, okay, let me ask you a question then. I saw something the other day. Um, there's a YouTube person named so and so sings Miranda sings. I think I've heard of Miranda Sings. She cool. was on uh, Comedians in Cars. With yeah, yeah, that's where, that's where I heard of her, yeah. Yeah. Have They've you ever never seen familiar her. familiar with her shit at all? Not until Jerry Seinfeld, no. Okay, yeah, same here. All right, never mind. Then. I yeah. didn't know. That character annoyed the crap out of me. The real woman was very charming, but the character was... Yeah, the character is very annoying. That was my least favorite episode until the last five minutes when he's actually talking to her in her normal persona. I was like, wow, <laughs> she's very... I like her now. I think that's the kind of stuff I only watch because I spend a lot of time on Facebook and people will post videos to Facebook. And uh, unless they have the mid-roll ad where it says uh, uh, a video will be returning soon, to which my reaction is want to bet. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I watch uh, I do end up watching quite a bit of video through Facebook. But, you know, for us, like um, I when I introduced them to Futurama, because they were both Simpsons kids growing up, I mean, I I. Very early on, much to my ex's dismay, um, they watched The Simpsons with me. Well, uh, I eventually was like, okay, it's time for Futurama. And they they just powered through the entire series in a very short amount of time and have since rewatched it at least twice in, in its entirety. Nice. Um, but, like, we um, watched Invader Zim together. Uh, the last two weeks we went through the entire Attack on Titan because – Juliana's been wanting to kind of get into anime and she's found a couple things that she liked, but she'd been bugging me to watch that. Well, <clears throat> once I felt that they were at a spot where they could both handle it, cause it's, it's, you know, it's pretty dark. Um, we watched it all and they just absolutely fell in love with it. So, you know, there are certain things that we'll <clears throat> do that with, or like if we're watching something for the show that I think they'll like, like galaxy quest, <clears throat> you know, they, they love that. So yeah, we'll sit down and watch it. If it's not a regular thing, like at their mom's, they'll, Every night with dinner, they'll watch a movie together. Uh, it's not quite like that. But if it's something that I think that we'll all enjoy, yeah, definitely. Yeah, once you guys get access to it, <clears throat> since I know you don't have cable, uh, you and the kids are going to like Final Space. It's a brand new animated sci-fi <laughs> on uh, TBS. I've never heard of it. Yeah, Olin Rogers, Fred Armisen, David Tennant, 
Ron Perlman, Stephen oh, Yoon. You've already sold me. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Conan O'Brien is an executive producer. It I've only watched the first one, but it's only been out for a week. What's like, it called? Final Space. Huh. I like the yeah. cast. Yeah, I got to look for that. I think there was some other show that uh, Sarah and I were watching that was on TBS, so we were seeing a lot of promos for Final Space, and uh, I just watched the first one. I was like, yeah, this is pretty decent. I just posted a link in the chat. So, yeah. All right. So uh, I, I I think we're headed towards wrap-up. Do you guys have anything else to say about TV and TV watching? Mm. I mean, it goes without saying that I love, love, love the Marvel Netflix universe. Yes. I, I think all, all you guys are big fans. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to get into stuff like Legion uh, and uh, Runaways that are on other services that I'm paying for, but just haven't made the time to get to it yet. Yeah, there's just so much. I mean, well, in the Marvel Marvel Universe in general um, anymore, it's just it's well, there's, everywhere. There's so, it's there's so much and there's so much quality. I mean, it, it's not like it's easy to just ignore something because there's so, so you know, because it's just bad. There's so well, there bad. is in humans. That's already <laughs> gone. But, I mean, Pat's right though. Everybody's competing so much now to get the next big thing that there's, it's not just a matter of, you know, I'm not going to watch this because it's garbage. It's just, there's just not enough time in the day with us. A lot of stuff that's out there that is good. There's a lot of it. Yep. All right. So, uh, what do we have on tap for next week, Joel? Well, we are going to, uh, get a little, uh, crazy and, Dig into some Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, this this one's been a long time coming. I, I believe all four of us are fans of the man, the myth, the petty criminal, <laughs> Quentin the Tarantino. Bad, the bad actor. Aw. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go through his catalog as director. I'm sure Joel will go a little off the beaten path into stuff he's written and produced. I've seen a couple <laughs> of those as well. Well, I, we're going over his whole career, really. So, I mean, it's not just things he's directed. Sure. We but may those not are going to be the, the high points. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, we may not get into the production stuff because if we start talking about like Switchblade Sisters and Hostel and stuff, you're getting really far off. Yeah. So uh, if you want to tell us your thoughts about how you experience TV, maybe you're one of our international listeners and you do TV different somehow. Maybe your TV's not chunky. Maybe it is creamy. Give us a call. Let us know. It's seven oh eight. Nikki's Nikki and, and Coffin Joe. They're watching TV upside down. Obviously, obviously. Who's t- <laughs> tell us all about it? Give us a call at seven zero eight now. Wrap that's seven zero eight six six nine nine seven two seven. Find Killer Wilba, whatever. And of course, you'll be able to find all of our shows on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, Noon FM, Google Play Podcasts. Some weird thing on a tablet somewhere, probably. I don't know. And you can reach out to us on Twitter at 40go14. Shoot us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook. Or you can call us at 967. <laughs> Mike's not here. Somebody had to do it. Yep. TV. TV. All right. I think that's going to be it for this week. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Say good night, Gracie. Roof.
is your Lake Titicaca not filled with boobs and poop? <laughs> what? It's the janitor from Scroops. Scroops? Scroops. <laughs> I love that show. Scroops. Scroops. <laughs> it's like the CW knockoff. <laughs> Coming up next. Scroops. Scroops. That's fun. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.